everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the podcast of Yaxi. I am here once again with Jared. How's it going, Jared? Going very well. How are you? Uh, I am doing well. Obviously, we are getting started out with school right now. So uh, that's it's, it hasn't been too bad so far. But uh, yeah, we'll see if I change my mind uh, in a few weeks. I, I'm sure I will. But uh, yeah, Jared, how's your school year going for you? It's 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 a little tough at some points, but overall it's been pretty good. I'm 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 pretty happy with it. I've been keeping up with stuff. Well, yeah, I know you got a lot of AP classes, so that's good for you, yeah. especially with work. So, uh, yeah. But uh, anyways, we have a uh, uh, brand new episode uh, here with uh, the She-Hulk reviews coming out for the first three episodes, and then we have a similar to what we did um, leading up to Comic Con. We're gonna give our uh, predictions about a uh, new event that Marvel will be presenting at called D23, which is a Disney uh, event uh, celebrating. I believe it's a celebration of Disney Plus. So uh, Marvel will have a two-hour panel along with, I think, the Star Wars panels and stuff like that. And it is supposed to be um, as big. It has been hyped up as big as uh, Comic-Con, even better. Or even better. So, and we know how Comic Con turned out. So it would be interesting to see what happens there. But we will be giving our predictions for some f- announcements that for that that didn't happen uh, as Comic Con. So, but first, we are going to review the first three episodes. Uh, we're kind of gonna for this one. We're kind of gonna do it a little bit differently because I feel like there's more to talk. Like there's more to talk about um, when you put the first two episodes together and when you have the third separately. So we're just going to go uh, right into the first and second one. Uh, so Jared, what were your reactions to the first reactions to the first episode and the second episode of She-Hulk? So first episode and second episode of She-Hulk, I was pretty pleasantly surprised. It was, it was much better than I thought it would be. I thought it would be a lot more of a rom-com for some reason. I don't know why. Just from the... I, I, I might have just gotten, like, mixed up with the trailer. But it was it was a lot better than I thought. She got powers. It was it was not the... It's not the superhero origin story that I usually like. But obviously, she's going to face adversity in different ways. Usually, I like it how they're struggling with their powers. She had her powers right off the bat. It was, like, immediately off. And, you know, it was a little, like, weird for me. But as the as the show went on, and we'll probably talk about it in further episodes, she faces adversity in different ways as both a lawyer and a human and then as a as She-Hulk and as a lawyer. So it's it was very interesting and a very different spin on anything that, that Marvel has done before. It was definitely, definitely different than anything. It was much more comedic. It was focused on comedy. The action is very much so, very much so in the background. And what action there is, it's usually legal action, not like fighting action, which it's a change of pace, but it's it's definitely interesting. And I, I would I would not say it's bad. I would I wouldn't say it's my favorite show. And I don't think it will be my favorite show, but it's definitely it's definitely above a couple of the shows that I've watched from Marvel. So yeah, um first of all, uh I think that, you know, when you compare my hype uh, going into the show versus my hype, like, you know, following, uh, I mean, we're, we're reviewing the first two right now, but like, I'll, I'll say after the first three, um, it definitely uh, changes it quite a bit. And it it does make me more excited uh, after watching the first three episodes uh, to get new episodes every week. Because, you know, it's just so much fun. And I have a feeling I'm going to have to think of a different word sometimes other than fun. Because at this point, I feel like I'm going to use it to death. Because it's it's a great one word to sum up the show. Um, When we're talking about the first two episodes. So the first episode, I feel like uh, it was a great... Uh, introduction to uh, Jennifer Walters character and uh, notice that you know in some other uh, uh, shows we've had like with WandaVision you had like the uh, this eighth episode I think it was where like it it dived into the backstory of 
Wanda or dove into the backstory. Sorry, that's not correct grammar. And then there were some uh, other shows, obviously, with Miss Marvel uh, diving into the backstory later on. And so this is a, a different situation because you kind of get a backstory in the very first episode. And I will say that I do like that better since it doesn't feel like it's an awkward change of pace if you put if you if you were to put this like later on in the season. So that's what I like about that. I think that it was great to get that right get that out of the way. You know, show why Jennifer Walters became She Hulk right away and built around the first episode around that. So I thought that that was a very good plus. Uh, the dynamic between Jennifer Walters and Bruce Banner, I loved it. I think that Mark Ruffalo and Tatiana Maslany's uh, chemistry with each other is fantastic. I, I, I genuinely think that uh, one of the things that made the episode work, the first episode work very well, was their connection and like you know the able that they were able to uh, bounce off each other. So. Really like that, and it was just a yeah. I just like the introduction. Like I don't, I no longer have to say like, well, how did Jennifer Walters become She Hulk in the first place? Because we know that from the blood transfusion, and so yeah, all those questions basically, and and especially regarding well, why is She Hulk different from Hulk, and why why does She Hulk still have a conscience? We got that all figured out. It it was it happened right away. And I appreciate that it was addressed immediately. So, and in terms of the second episode, I loved how you know we were able to fully go into the court, the courtroom style that we were being introduced to. Um, and we're going to talk about more about this character, obviously. But Tim Roth's abomination making his return, fantastic. Uh, I love the comedy aspects that Tim Roth brings to the foundation character it's refreshing and it actually makes us with the speech in that cell with uh jennifer walters it, it's refreshing to see you know like even if he's not necessarily like maybe he's lying we, we don't know yet but with him to uh like explain how he he was basically used as a puppet and he didn't mean any of it it kind of especially with, with how he delivered that message kind of seems like it was more of a sympathetic uh, delivery to the fans. So uh, I liked, I liked that as well. So uh, Jared, any other first reactions to the first two episodes? First three episodes. Um, two. So, that's so it, the three, third sorry. episode. Oh, first two. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, no, just any the, more, any other the, things you want to add? On the first two, no. Yeah, just any other, just any other things you want to add about the first two. No, I'm I'm all good. Yeah, so uh, we're just to we're just gonna touch on uh, one big kind of big idea that was presented with the uh, Sicarian spaceship. Obviously, the thing that caused the accident between Jennifer Walters and uh, yeah Bruce Banner. So we obviously do need to talk about that spaceship that came from Sakara, as we know. And if you don't know, if you're watching this and you don't know the significance of that Sakarian spaceship, it came from Sakara, the planet that uh, Hulk was on when he was that gladiator uh, during that contest of champions uh, in Thor Ragnarok. So that made an appearance in the first episode. We find out in the second episode that he leaves on that spaceship to go uh, find out what's going on. Jared, I want to get your thoughts on that because I have my opinions on that and I do have some comic book knowledge here that could possibly uh, lead me into thinking, knowing what this is about. But what do you think, Jared? Well, I mean, this could be leading to quite a few things and I, I don't know if I know your thoughts about the comics, but this is a huge thing in the comics with a couple stories about the Hulk and Sakaar and I I don't know if this will happen but if this ends up with Hulk either being split from himself or coming back into himself with the introduction of a new movie which would be awesome 
that would be absolutely amazing, which I could totally see happening. But obviously, uh, you, I think I might know what you're talking about for the comics, but we'll see. Because there are quite a few crazy Hulk comics that are directly linked to outer space travel. Yeah, so obviously there's a big question, especially since we brought it up on this podcast before, how there is a, were discussions about introducing a World War Hulk movie. Obviously under dis- different circumstances because uh, it won't involve the Illuminati and the Illuminati were a key part of the wo- World War Hulk comics. Um, and But here's the thing. While I would like to see uh, World War Hulk have an adaptation in the MCU, I, I think it's an awesome storyline and it truly presents what Hulk really is about in terms of like you know this big green monster it, or what the Hulk is supposed to be. I think that while many people are speculating that that's, this, this is what we could be building to, um, and while that might be the case, and while I would love that to be the case, I'm going to give a different take on this. And I know that some other people have takes on this. Um, in the comics, I'm, I'm going to put it this way. And this is, and I'm also going to give a reason why I think this is where it's going. To put it bluntly, when Hulk returns from Sakaar, and I don't know if that's going to happen in this series. I don't know if it's going to happen in a future installment down the line. I do not think Hulk is going to be returning alone. This is my prediction. I believe he is going to be returning with his son. Now, his son in the comics, his name is Scar. That's... Uh, it's like it's not not to be confused with Sakaar. There could be a correlation there, but like that's not that's not what I'm talking about right now. Um, and this is why I think that his son could come into play. A, first of all, he's a, he he is a comics book character, so I'm not just making it up. B, it gives you a new, fresh storyline to present with the Hulk. It's not just some. It's it's not just some thing that you would just put in there to uh, reveal. Oh, Hulk has a son. That's great. It would have to be used in a, in for a future storyline. And I think that if you want to continue to use the Hulk, you have to bring some new twists into it. And I think that him having a son would in the in the Marvel Cinematic Universe would work out quite well it would introduce a, a potential storyline for a future World War Hulk installment with a, another Hulk involved with Scar. And it does answer, the, it kind of answers the question of what Hulk was doing uh, during that time on Sakaar. What, uh, so I think that this is, could be where it's going. I've heard this theory multiple times on the internet. I'm going to back it up and I'm going to say that I agree with it. Jared, what do you think about that? So, first of all, that would be super strange. Well, first of all, so we have, now we have Thor and his daughter. So, introducing a new Hulk, and obviously that would be kind of strange because it was his son. You have to work into account how would that work in the MCU. Obviously, it would work some way in the comics, but if it works some different way in the MCU... How would his genetics? Is it two Hulks? Is it a Hulk and his other being? Is it? It would be very interesting to introduce that in the MCU, and obviously that could be part of a new Avengers series. It could be a completely new series, or it could be a movie. It would be there. There's quite a few things that could happen with that, and I, I definitely think that's totally a possibility, especially because of what is going down. I I think that they can definitely execute that in an interesting way. Yeah, I mean, I think so too. Um, and like I said, it's just a theory that, that I want to share 
um, it's not necessarily like mine per se. I just, I see it everywhere, but I think it's a theory that I like and I would like to share it because like, you know, I think that it's very plausible. It could, it could be numerous things. Um, I do think there is some credence to the idea of Hulk returning with his son. That's just me though. Uh, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see when we see that Sicardian storyline pop up again, because I think it's one of the biggest mysteries surrounding the show so far. Um, and yeah, uh, now anything, the only other thing I wanted to talk about, Jade, was, uh, the, because the post credit scene for, actually, no, I'm going to go to this real quick. Um, there was, and Jared, this might be news to you because this was very, very quick. This was like very quick and I might be surprising you now with this comment. But we we do need, and there are two other things we need to talk about before briefly moving on to episode three. What one in episode two? Um, it was I was confused originally because I was watching the episode, and that morning before I watched the episode, I saw a certain su- superhero trending. That superhero trending was and I didn't look it up because I don't like because when I see things trending I don't like kill especially with Marvel stuff I don't like clicking on them in case they're a spoiler I just saw it trending so um after uh after watching the She-Hulk episode I noticed that She-Hulk was looking at a computer for uh, a job when she was fired and um when she was on that news page for, or like that hiring page for looking for a new job, I saw this little bar right, right on the screen next to the article. Um, a lot of little Easter eggs were there and it actually made me happy to see these Easter eggs, Jared. Now, Jared, before we move on, did you see this? I did not. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you anyway because this is this is gonna be fun. One was acknowledgement of the celestial out of the ocean from Eternals, and that was like a breaking news little blurb saying like why is there a man sticking out of the ocean? But it was clearly uh, Eternals reference. The second one was this: a man with metal claws fights in a bar gets caught in a fight in a bar now the person that I saw trending that morning was Wolverine I go everywhere on, on the internet and I see that multiple people caught on to this This is, and this was like everywhere that this could be the first Wolverine easter egg in the MCU Jared and I do highly recommend you go back to that um, Jared, what do you think about that after I just told you that information? Well, I mean, I couldn't really think of another person who it could be other than Wolverine. I mean, yeah, bar fights and having metal claws is kind of his thing. Yeah, the bar fights is a big thing as well. Um, that's that's awesome, though. If if this is a an Easter egg that we are already crossed over and we won't have this climax event that kind of crosses over is insane. That could be, that could have untold potential for explaining away and who other characters or what other characters are in the MCU already. We could already have Deadpool in the MCU. We could already have a bunch of mutants in the MCU. We just don't know. That would be insane, and if it is, unless they are just being very mean and some random guy with metal claws is just fighting in a bar, that would be – it would be crazy because – I mean, I, I was fully expecting some event to happen to like fuse the two universes, but it could have already happened. Yeah, no, absolutely. It could be just an Easter egg, but I think that it does have importance too. So I just want to point that out. Something interesting to note, because considering that I don't think some of the audience members knew that as well. But if you did, it was a great catch. I had to go back the second time because I, I saw originally 
that there were some new things. So I was curious as to what those were. So I, I scrolled, I rewinded, but uh, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. And uh, yeah, and I just, before we move on to episode three, just to touch on the episode one post credit scene real quick, I'm going to stick by this with the revelation that Captain America lost his virginity. Loved that line about Captain America fought by uh, Jennifer Walters. Uh, Jared, what did you, did you like that? Uh, well, I was pretty indifferent to that, to be honest. I didn't really find it funny, unfortunately. But it was definitely something that Marvel has not done before. So, I mean, I, I guess it's cool that they're reaching out. But, yeah, no, I, I didn't really find it too funny, unfortunately. Well, yeah, I mean, that's like, it's not everybody's cup of tea, the comedy. Um, I do like the comedy in the show so far. But, uh, yeah, I did like that with that revelation about Steve Rogers. It just adds to the overall f- funniness of the show, I feel. And just the overall, like, unique comedy aspects of the show. So, uh, yeah, so we're going to move on to episode three here. There's not, like, you know, tons to talk about on this, considering we, we, we did break it up. But, um, Jared, I, actually, let me ask you this. After watching, like, you know, that scene in uh, episode two where it was revealed that Abomination and Wong escaped, and with that little Shang-Chi reference, um, after watching, seeing how that unfolds, especially with the cameos in this episode, what did you think about this episode? I was... This was a much more, like, fast-paced episode, in my opinion, than some of the other episodes. It was pretty funny as well. I, I, I liked this episode. It was, I like, a, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say a little, eh, I kind of like Abomination. I obviously love Wong. He was awesome. It was, it was kind of cool. The amount of tension that was around, surrounding the, surrounding the court case and how they were actually going about it. It was, it was, they made so much tension and action without there being any fighting, which is absolutely crazy, which I loved. And then you also have, obviously, the addition of Wong and Abomination, who is obviously going to continue to be in the show further on, in my opinion. And Wong as well, as for me, stated by her fourth wall break when she said, you know, this isn't going to be a cameo every episode except for Bruce, Wong, blah, blah, blah. So I, I really liked it though. There was I'm starting to warm up to a lot of this stuff that's happening because it's so different. But I'm now starting to warm up, which I'm happy about. Yeah, I like how you said warming up because this, in my opinion, was the episode that truly, like you know, defined what the show was, uh, or what the show is. Sorry, legal comedy. We certainly got that, especially in the courtroom with the elf from Asgard. Thought there were a ton of ton of funny scenes with that, and especially Pug. Uh, the uh, per, the guy on Jen's legal team, who I love, by the way, Pug. I'll talk more about him like later, but Pug is fantastic. What under, underrated character, in my opinion, so far. Um, but yeah, you can get that sense of illegal comedy, especially coming out of the show, uh, uh, this episode with Wong. I seriously, if you don't love Wong, I don't, I don't know exactly what your problem is because Wong is fantastic. Um, obviously funny in this episode, especially when he was like, nope, I'm out, uh, and dipped at the end when that, uh, judge was question was telling him he committed a crime with, uh, helping a prisoner escape. I thought that was funny. Uh, this episode just, you know, it made me love, uh, abomination even more. Uh, I love seeing him transform too. I thought that that was a cool moment and seeing him in his full form again, that was quite fun. I seeing him and and his seven soulmates too. That was pretty funny. Even though I thought they were going to be more important, I thought that whole storyline with them actually being soulmates were quite funny. Um, and yeah, just seeing the overall goofiness now of Abomination, I embrace it because at least we get more Abomination, and at least it's more acknowledgement to the Incredible Hulk. Even though it was a great movie, you know, we still get ties back into that. So I liked that Uh, about, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it regarding, I mean, there is one cameo we're going to have to talk about in in a little bit, Um, but yeah, those are pretty much my first reactions. And do you have anything else to add to that? 
Well, are we going to talk about the end credit scene or not? We are, no, we are. We are. Um, that's 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 next though. Oh, okay. Actually, no. I do want to propose one question. So that's in a little bit. So, yeah, we 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 won't talk about that scene yet. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Let's talk real quick about the Wrecking Crew. So, because while they, they might just be like jobber villains, there was one line that intrigued me and one line that, you know, we certainly have to discuss. Um, so, you have the She-Hulk towards the end of the episode fighting the Wrecking Crew. That's what they're called, by the way, from the comics, if you, if you didn't know that, Jared. I don't know if you knew that that was the Wrecking Crew. Um, I, but I, I Googled that, so I didn't really know. Um, and then they, after she pretty much uh, handles them quite easily, they do say something interesting. They do suggest that they have a boss, and it, and it was revealed that they were trying to get her blood for their boss. And while this could be either obvious or this could be another twist villain in the MCU Disney Plus show Sega, Jared, I want to get your thoughts on that, who the boss could be. All right. So my mom and dad, they were watching the episode with me, and they are convinced that it is abomination. And I just don't see it. I think that he will be around in the future, but having him as a repeat villain, I just don't think it would fit this I don't think it would be very good. But, I, I mean, I think, I, I genuinely don't really know. There's, I don't know too much about She-Hulk or about the, con- or about the construction crew, whatever you call them. And, it's just tough to actually think about what it could be, because there's so many things that it could be. So I, I, I genuinely don't really know. It's just kind of a mystery to me. So I have, in response to that, three, I'm going to give it three categories. One, a, actually, how do I, how, how am I going to put this? I'm going to give three categories to this. One, a Falcon and Winter Soldier-esque power broker moment. Two, a WandaVision-esque, WandaVision-esque Agatha moment. Three, a uh, Hawkeye slash Kingpin-esque moment. What I mean by that, I'm going to assign one character from the show to that um, r- reveal that's similar to the power broker I'm sh- as Sharon Carter. I'm going to assign one character from the show to be that Agatha Harkness-esque character. And then I'm going to assign one, Jared, that I'm sure you haven't even talked about yet, but I have heard this on the internet, and I absolutely love the idea, so I'm going to say that as well. Let's start with the Sharon Carter reveal. So when we did that, we all we knew it was Sharon Carter. This I'm going to, I'm going to pretty much establish right now. It could be Titania. The who's supposed to be like the similar esque villain of the show. Now, Titania, while I don't want it to be her, and this is why I put her in the power broker category because I didn't want Sharon Carter to be the power broker. I could see this because it could establish her getting getting jealous of She Hulk overpowering her in that courtroom before, so she wants her powers. That's a slightly boring answer, but it could be Titania. I do. To go back at what your parents said about it, the Agatha Harkness-esque category would be Abomination. Like, because I get, because while I didn't think right away that Agnes was going to be a villain, similar to this, I don't think right away that Abomination truly is going to be a villain in this, but that could be a swerve. So that's why I assigned Abomination to that category. Now, here's where things get a tad bit interesting. Here's my wild card. And while I don't think it's going to happen, it's the thing that's being theorized and the most, the it's the more, like, you know, wild card thing that's out there right now. And it's why I put this in the Hawkeye Kingpin-esque thing because 
while people wanted to see while and while this guy isn't rumored for this show at least i don't see any rumors of this um the the surprise factor of it being kingpin um in hawkeye that's what that's what what i'm going for with this category so i'm gonna tell you right now at the end of incredible hulk you see and i don't i I can't tell you his name i'm just gonna refer to him as a leader because that's that was a comic book uh counterpart to tim blake nelson's character from the incredible hulk you're already covering abomination in this show there's another thing that happened in incredible hulk where you have that guy lying on the floor and his brain is all messed up it that that's the leader if you incorporate the leader into this you can give it even bigger callback to incredible hulk I'm not saying this is going to happen, and I think any either Titania or Abomination is more likely. But if you're going to go with the surprise villain, it could be the leader because it could be providing a solid resolution to that storyline there. And him wanting Hulk blood makes sense to help heal him or whatever. That's just my out-of-the-box prediction. It is on social media right now, so I thought it was a very cool idea. I wanted to share that. I think that there's a possibility. I'm not going to say that there's... I, I Like I said, I think Titania or Abomination are more likely. I think there's a possibility that it could be the leader. Jared, what do you think about that? So, I... I like that theory a lot. It's as you said, it's way more interesting than Titania, who's very predictable, and then Abomination, who I can't really see doing it, or I can't, I can, but it would just be. I honestly, yeah, it's why he's. Yeah, people do. Yeah, I. I mean, I. I would. Abomination is not my first guess, but it would be a fun swerve. But I don't think so. But what I, but what I really like about it. Is that that constant callback to Incredible Hulk and kind of wrapping up stories is really is really cool, and they've already brought back to Incredible Hulk with Abomination, so doing that again doesn't seem far fetched at all. Plus, it would make it a lot more interesting if it was someone like that. Obviously, Titania is going to have some place in the show, but it would be very predictable and for me very boring if she was the leader just because like when when they reference the leader like that's a mysterious thing like when they were talking about kingpin like it's a very mysterious thing they're very imposing if we already know who they are it's or if if we if we're already like introduced to them heavily and it's like they're foreshadowed as the big villain it's not as exciting as if they're just some mysterious seemingly powerful or influential person so I really, really like that theory, and I think it could totally be valid. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, just something to play around with. Not any credence to it, but I do think that rest assured, I, I do think that this is a plot line that is going to be a revisit. Uh, hopefully not titanium. I agree. So uh, yeah, the only other thing we have to cover, Jared, and yes, I'm sorry, we do have to cover it. We have to cover that very exciting cameo. By, and spoiler alert for those who have decided to stay and not watch episode three, Megan the Stallion. Um, yeah, Jared, what do you think about that end credit scene and that storyline there? Well, for one, I am not the biggest fan of Megan the Stallion. Me I, neither. I, I think that there are quite a lot of very good female artists and rappers out there. However, I am just not a fan of her music. She is also very loud. Um all the time but it i've i'll be honest i have never i don't really like using cringe as a word but i've never cringed more my parents were watching it with me i have never cringed more during a marvel scene ever ever and that's saying something i i watching that with my parents was so painful that i was uh, i don't know i had to come right downstairs afterwards it was awful yeah so i mean here's the thing it it, i i laughed but then i covered my eyes right after like i was like 
like you know that thing when you do when you're like trying not to laugh but because like it's cringy but like you have to like look away and stuff like that to, that's exactly what i did because i was watching it with my mom and she did it she did a really fine she she thought it was obnoxious as did i sort of i i thought it was obnoxious but yeah it wasn't necessarily a laugh that i wanted to follow through with cuz like it was kind of i no i do agree and that it was but then again i go back to this it was pointless like you know but that's kind of what these end credit scenes are they're supposed to be funny gags and they're supposed to be garner social media reactions whether good or bad it it i don't I mean, obviously, with Megan the Stallion and She Hulk twerking, it's supposed to get re- a reaction. Obviously, I so yeah, it, I feel like they sort of got the reaction they were looking for in terms of like people like in terms of at least they got it from me with laughing a little bit, but then like having to turn away afterwards because yeah, it was it was a little cringe, but um, I. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't even know what else to say to it. I mean, yeah, it's she Hulk towards the negative stallion, I guess. So, I yeah, it, I I just thought it was there. Uh, I I have fully moved on from it though. And while I feel like, first of all, I'll put it this way, because there are some people who are blowing it way out of proportion and treating this like the MCU is dead afterwards. Literally, just let it go. If you don't like the post credit scene, just like do what jared's doing and then run down the stairs and never talk about it again like there's no need to like build a perception on the mcu around one little gag of scene but yes i agree it was a little cringe but um it was inter- I, it's now quite interesting saying that megan the stallion is now in the mcu that's for sure yeah no but i think something that exemplifies it is that when the scene was over my dad just said well that was something and got up and walked away and i was like Oh my god! Why did I just watch that? I knew it was gonna happen. I saw it on I saw it on on TikTok. I was like, I'm not looking forward to this episode. Yeah, I mean, the stuff leading up to it was great. Don't get me wrong. I but the end credit scene meant nothing, and ultimately it was it was it was pretty uh, interesting. Not gonna lie. So <laughs> yeah, I I share your dad's thoughts, and that was something that was pretty interesting. So, yeah, we are going to move on from that, though. And because we are running a uh, bit short on time here, we're just going to go quickly. And so, actually, first, Joe, do you have any other thoughts about She-Hulk? Or are we good? No. Uh, well, actually, one. So, if you were on the edge about giving these series a try, and I've, we, we've talked about this quite a lot, but just give them a try. I didn't think I would like them. I know we have one friend who gives some stuff a try. Well, but, no, he likes it. He likes the first episode. Yeah, so. the first episode, but then hasn't watched the second two because he thinks he's not going to like it. So it's just like, True. If, you, if you don't know, just watch it. It's like 30 minutes, like 30, 32 minutes. It's really not that big a deal. And it, 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 it's surprisingly good. And may, maybe you'll like it even more than I do. It, the comedy isn't all my type, but really it just depends on who you are. Yeah, absolutely. Um I am looking forward to future episodes. I did just to get for those of you who are watching this. So just to give you a little uh, preview, I know tomorrow uh, is at when when we're doing this uh, tomorrow marks a new episode from since when we're uh, filming this. And I did hear that it's supposed to be one of the funniest episodes yet, according to people who've already seen who get press screeners so and i also heard about a fun new character i don't know who that is but apparently a bunch of people are hyping up a uh, new character being introduced as one of the best characters in the mcu so far so i don't know if that's a joke but that's just something to uh, look into there so uh yeah we're gonna move on from that we're excited for the new episode tomorrow Let's go into D23. So we're not going to spend too much time on this. We're going to do something very similar, just in a shorter manner, to what we did recently with predictions for uh, Comic-Con. We're going to give three predictions for what to expect from Marvel's panel at D23 this Saturday. Just three. And we're just going to bounce off them real quick. But yeah, it should be short. And uh, but yeah, it's going to be our top three predictions, what we want to happen or what we think is going to happen, what we expect, 
anything in that manner. Jared, why don't you go? Unless you want me to go first, Jared, it's up to you. What do you want to do? No, I'll go first because I okay. think I might steal one from you. All right. So my first one is I am hoping both for you and me, a little more for you, that John Krasinski will be confirmed for Fantastic Four at this. Mm. And I know you don't think it's going to happen, but there is still a chance, Rowan. And I am praying that that chance is going to actually come into effect. Yeah. So that's great, actually, because my first one was going to be about the Fantastic Four cast anyway. First of all, let me make this very clear. I am getting very tired. And I have said this publicly in front of even you, Jared, and because, but I search on, you know, social media a lot and I see a lot of fan casts out there. Like, less cats, before the John Krasinski thing even started, I've seen so many. Let's cast John Krasinski as Reed Richards. Let's cast Seth Rogen as the thing. Let's cast Emily Blatt as Sue Storm. Let's cast any, any Stranger Things actor in existence for Johnny Storm. Let's cast uh, anybody, basically. I hear almost every actor's name being brought up. Words cannot describe how much I'm getting tired of those fan casts and would much rather have the confirmed Fantastic Forecast at this point. I think, especially with them announcing a new director, even though it hasn't been, it's been confirmed like with multiple reliable trades. So I think it's a lock at this point that it's Max Chapman, director of WandaVision and uh, director of other things such as oh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, if you watch that sitcom or if you have. Uh, he's also directed some Game of Thrones episodes. He's directed the Boys episodes. He's he's done a lot of television, so we know that uh, we need a cast at this point. Like we, Jared, we did our fan casting to put this in perspective. We did this fan casting literally last year. Like this was not something that was recent when we did that. I would much rather, and while that was fun at the time, and while I was still getting, I, I while I still thought. It was fun seeing those. I would much rather at this point just see it get confirmed. You already have the director. I know for a fact, I will tell you right now, there are way too many things going up on, and especially on Twitter. I see way too many, um, I see way too many things happening like that's close, that's, that um, gets, we get closer to like the casting of Reed Richards at Sea Storm. And I might even have a few names. I'm not going to share them right now because I don't want to uh, give any, like, you know, I, I don't want to share any theories right now. That's for another time, especially since, you know, we might be talking about them. I do know that there is a name for Sue Storm out there. I know that there are a few names for Reed Richards out there, some that aren't John Krasinski, unfortunately. And that's why I'm concerned that John Krasinski might not get casted because why would they be looking at these guys? But, uh, yeah, so that's why I'm, Jared, to counter your point, I think that it's relatively uh, my hope is running a little bit thin on John Krasinski being casted, but I do have a little bit of hope still, like you do. And I hope he does get casted, but I still think that there are, are other names out there that I've seen that, and we could be zeroing on a cast. And I really want it to happen this weekend. I think it should happen this weekend. And uh, yeah, that's that's my first thing. Jared, anything else to add on the Fantastic Four? See, I am not nearly as informed as you are. I am just going purely based off hope. And also just going based off, why the hell? Sorry for my language, but why would they Why would they get him for three minutes in Multiverse of Madness only to throw him out? Like, they signed him for three minutes. Three minutes? They I, well, I just, I, I just can't imagine that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say to that. I'm going to have my thoughts on that once the official cast eventually gets revealed, and that's the time and place for me to say stuff on this. But uh, yeah, I'm 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 kind of with you. But we'll have to see what happens. Uh, hopefully that gets revealed. That's my biggest wish, and that's the one I get wanted to get over with right now. Okay, Jared, what? And also, Jared, have you seen Free Guy? I have. That? I have. Okay, well, that's all I'm gonna say. You Whoa, let's revisit. What? Let's revisit that free guy conversation because there is a possibility that 
a person from Free Guy could be cat could be in the Fantastic Four cast. Oh. Anyways, uh, yeah, I'm just gonna and actually. I'm debating whether or not I should say it. Yeah, you know what? I'll say it because I actually heard this rumor today. Uh, this was from – I am going to give this person credit because I watch his YouTube videos. and He's a great guy in the film industry and has a lot of sources. His name's John Campia. I recommend watching one of his YouTube uh, channels because he does have a show. Um, Jody Comer. Jared, do you know who that is? I – wait. Yes, yes. She was yeah, from yeah, Free yeah. Guy. I do. She I do. was from Free Guy. That's what she was the one of the main characters in Free Guy. She's being, uh, her, his source says that uh, Jodie Comer uh, could be cast as Sea Storm. So, and that was one of the bigger things that made me realize okay, so at this point, they probably could be revealing the Fantastic Four cast. Now, it's not a lock, it is a rumor, but I just want to throw that out there just to tie that in there. So, uh, Jared, I, obviously, you can take that for however you will. But anyway, moving on to the second thing, Jared, what is your second thing? So, my second thing is I want to have a confirmation and really good affirmation of Deadpool 3, but, like, just more. I'm not really looking for anything specific. Uh, I just want more about Deadpool 3. Deadpool is one of my favorite series that Marvel has ever produced. And I'm really hoping they can just give more information on Deadpool 3, confirm a couple of more things about Deadpool 3. I would love it. Yeah. Actually, to be honest with you, um, out of anything that we're going to say here, I think that's the most likely what you just said. Because we already know that Deadpool 3 is in production. Like, we, we know that Deadpool 3 is a thing. We're not just randomly blurting out Deadpool 3. We know that it's discussed. We also know that it was, it's like, you know, in production. So I think that there is a very good likelihood that we at least get a new title for Deadpool 3, maybe a release date. Uh, but I agree with that. Um, so, yeah, those are my thoughts on that. Here's my second thing. Uh, either or. Like, this is just an either-or would be great. Like, a confirmation of either a Moon Knight Season 2, a Ms. Marvel Season 2, or both. And I know I talked about Moon Knight Season 2 last time, but I'm going to throw in Ms. Marvel there. Both shows are fantastic for me, in my opinion. Both shows have uh, honestly saved Marvel in 2022, in my opinion. And quite frankly, yeah, I, I think that it's... I, I, I want to see at least one of these get a season two, if not both. And I want one of those, or I, I, I hope that one of those get announced for G23. Jared, what do you think about that? Well, I would definitely be more excited for Moon Knight. Uh, but you actually took my third right out of my mouth. But I, will, I, I have another one in reserve, so I'll go with that one. Okay. I was, I was definitely looking forward to a Moon Knight season two. Yes, I, favorite show by far in Marvel. I would absolutely adore a season two of Moon Knight. It would be awesome. Absolutely. All right. So, what is your third? So, my third after after Moon Knight. Well, now that Moon Knight is removed, was it is Shang Chi two, mm-hmm. which for me it is my most like hopeful out of all of these because I don't really know if they will reveal something like that. But I love Shang-Chi. I gave the Golden Buzzer last year. And I'm really, really hoping that they will release something about another one. Because I know that there is way more to come from Simu Liu and just more to come from the Shang-Chi character. Okay, that is another thing that I think we might be getting. I'm not gonna, That's not on my top three. But that is another thing that I think it could be on the right track of. First of all, I agree with you. you that was a well-deserved Golden Buzzer. Shang-Chi is amazing. I would absolutely love a season two as well. Like, absolutely. I, w- I would, I don't know why I said season two. I would love a second movie. It would be really, really, really good. So, and besides, I think that it would be nice to see Simu Liu have a big role in the Avengers as well as Shang-Chi. So, and which I think is going to happen, but I think that, you know, you could establish, you know, him even further with a second movie before King Dynasty. So, yeah, that's what I'm hoping happens as well. So, I'm going to throw this out there for my third one. 
And Jared, I'm actually surprised you didn't put this out there. Maybe you weren't thinking about this, and I, I, I wouldn't blame you. Um, so we are about. Um, let me let me see here. So we have basically September, October, November, December, January, February. So that's like six months out. This is more of a wishful thinking thing. I don't expect this to happen. I I hope for this to happen, but I don't necessarily think it's going to happen. But I would love a Quantum Mania teaser being publicly released. Uh, that would be great. Now I know we already have what kind of forever we have to deal with and stuff like that with and we have to wait for that and i'm sure that but i mean by the time november comes around there should be a quantum mania trailer since it would only be like three or four months away from that point um but if we release a teaser now it gets people excited for multiple things at once with what kind of forever and quantum mania and i'm talking about to the public too by the way because they did release a t i know for a fact they did release a teaser trailer exclusively for Conicon. But let's say they release that trailer uh, publicly this time or a new variation of it. I would love it because I think it, you know, like I said, it gets us hyped for a, another project. And uh, it, it's hype for Quantumania is beginning soon. And, and it has already started, especially since, Jared, you put in number two on your top ten most hyped list. So I would love that. Uh, and and uh, first look at Kang. I need that injected into my veins. So, Jared, any other thoughts on that? I I, I genuinely was not thinking about that. You're right. I I would absolutely be amazed by that. First of all, I know that I enjoyed Ant Man the Wasp more than you, and Ant Man in the more than you to just just like it, it's I I just. It's it's kind of far away though. It's a lot of these things are super far away. So I yeah. my, well, my sense of timing is pretty messed up right now. Just like yeah. overall. So I'm like, well, this is really far away, but this is close, but they end up being like not that far away. So I don't really know what is realistic for Marvel to release. But if it is time, that would be amazing. I would love for it to be in, in a spectacular kind of scene rather than something very like minuscule like released on their channel that would be awesome yeah absolutely so obviously these six ideas we just presented um some of them well i think that some of them might happen please be the fantastic forecast if anything but regardless um we're all looking forward to it and uh we're excited to see yet more announcements i do i'm still we are spoiled obviously as marvel fans because we have yet another flood of announcements that we will be covering we will be covering them next week as well so and who knows maybe it'll be just as big i certainly hope so so uh yeah but that that's our review on the first year episodes of she hulk and our preview for d23 jared anything else to add before we wrap up no well, we thank you guys very much for tuning into another episode today. Uh, and we will see you next time for our uh, review of everything coming out of Marvel's next panel at D23. We'll see you next time.